0: Before the ocean, there were stories of the ocean. My mother's stories from Mandal, a town located on the most southern tip of the coast of Norway, where she lived on a small mountain in a house overlooking the flat expanse of the North Sea with her parents and her three siblings in a state of nearly paradisiacal happiness if she is to be believed, and I have mostly believed her, while acknowledging that memories of childhood are usually colored in the rosy hues of joy, or the bleak shades of misery, and far less often, in the varying grays of ambivalence. But it is certain that the salt wind blew the smell of fish and brine over the sand and rocks and cobblestone streets where my mother walked and ran and climbed as a girl, and that the tales she told as a woman wafted into the minds of my three sisters and me. Residents of Northfield, Minnesota, who gazed out the window at vistas of corn and alfalfa fields and low-strung barbed wire fences, behind which cows grazed and left their pies to dry in the sun. But we knew no ocean except the one that came by way of our mother's accounts, and that is how we discovered the invigorations of maritime life without having lived it. My great-grandfather was a captain who commandeered his ship, the Mars, to the South Seas. This sentence of indisputable fact sent me into high reverie as a child. The dim figure of the Norwegian Patriarch mingled with Captain Smollett in Treasure Island and the ambiguous Captain Nemo in the film I had seen at least six times before I was 12 thanks to the grand movie theater Saturday matinees for children, 20,000 leagues under the sea. And then there was Uncle Oscar, my grandfather's older brother, a first mate who sailed to Coconut Island off the coast of Australia, married a Melanesian princess, and returned to Norway with that high-born lady. But he sailed to India, too, and carried home a red tea set of fine, thin porcelain as a gift for my grandmother, which my mother keeps to this day in a glass cabinet in her room in the retirement home where she now lives in landlocked Minnesota. But my favorite stories are my mother's intimate ones of trips to the beach during the long days of summer when night is never truly night, but rather a deepening of blue above that soon gives way to increasing sunlight and I see my mother's tante and Dora in her sagging wool swimming costume. As she throws herself into the water, takes a few brisk strokes, stands up, and wades toward land. But before she steps onto the beach, she performs a ritual that mystifies my mother. And Dora leans over, scoops up a handful of water, and sprinkles its contents down the front of her oversized swimwear. Anointing first her right breast and then her left. And I see my great aunt on another day, too, striding toward the boat that will take the family to one of the small islands offshore, when all at once the elastic of her underpants gives way and the garment slides down her legs to her ankles as my mortified young mother looks on. But the unruffled Endora steps out of the fallen bloomers, snags the silky heap with the toe of her shoe, gives it a neat kick, catches it, stuffs it into her purse, and keeps on walking. Such other wonders of life by the sea.